Coming up next. It's cool to be able to show people that they can look great. And um, like a lot of times people will say, oh, I just, I'm not photogenic. I'm like, well, you just haven't had the right photographer. Like uh, you've got to have great lighting and just knowledge about how to pose and get people to smile naturally instead of like awkward and uncomfortable. The Job Talk podcast shares stories from people who are passionate and love what they do in their careers. Through conversation, we explore their careers, past work experiences, and the education that got them to where they are now. We are putting together a Career Crisis Ultimate interview series. We are asking experts to give their best advice and guidance around work anxiety, career pressures, career goal setting, and ultimately career transformation. To learn more about this special interview series and get notified when it's available, please visit our webpage at thejobtalk.com slash help. Today's guest is Jeanette Cisse. Here's our job talk with a headshot photographer. Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. My first question for you would be, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career as a photographer? Um, probably the first time was, it actually stands out in my memory. Um, I was taking photos with a little Canon point and shoot of a flower, uh, doing like macro photos when I was in Australia for a year. And people would tease me for like crouching down on the ground and taking pictures of little tiny things all the time. But I think that's when I realized like, I really love this. And it's something that I would love to study and learn more about, like how to use this camera and how to make it work. Yeah. How, how old were you when you were doing that? I think 18 or 19. Okay. So you were making your decision while you were leaving high school. Uh, What was your first post-secondary experience? Uh, It was at Nate. So I studied photographic technology at Nate. And that's the only post-secondary I did. Um, I was actually uh, had good grades in high school. And my parents both thought that I'd do something a little bit more, I don't know, high level (laughs) or like go to university or something. Um, But I did, I really enjoyed my time at Nate and found it was super practical and not um, all just book smarts. Like we had hardly any exams or like head knowledge. It was more just like take a picture and we'll um, critique it after more of that kind of thing, which I, I wanted. You followed your passion, which I think is great. And any parent should appreciate, appreciate (laughs) that. Was the course at Nate when you were studying to become a photographer, was it stressful in any way? Yeah, I think it was stressful in that I didn't, I'd never like to show when I don't understand something. So if I didn't understand something in class, I would try and figure it out by myself instead of asking questions. Um, And lots of times it was just I would fail something, fail at doing something and then have to try again or um, reschedule with models. And, um, but I feel like it, the, the workload wasn't overwhelming or anything. No. And when you're going through the program to become a photographer, what, what are your hopes for your future? Are, are you thinking, like, I hear a lot of photographers say, I want to be a national geographic photographer. Did you, did you have any dreams like that? I think so. Yeah. Um, and one of our instructors, he actually asked the class, uh, he said, who of you in this class want to change the world with photography? And there was only a few people that put their hands up. And that was um, something that I did want to do with my photography. And I still think I, it is possible to do. Um, but I I had a real heart for social justice and wanted to use my photography um, 
to help say NGOs or that kind of thing. And people who were underprivileged, it's something I wanted to do with my photography and I'm still looking for ways to do that now as a photographer. When you left Nate, what was your first professional experience? It, I, it wasn't like a paid position or anything, but I, I went to Uganda for three months to uh, volunteer at an NGO there. It was called Watoto. And so I was working in the marketing department and taking photos for their marketing materials. Um, and also the, the, the kids who were um, getting sponsored, I would take their photos, which was pretty cute. And how did you uh, get on that trip? What, what circumstances brought you to, to have that opportunity? Uh, well, I went with the organization as a volunteer, just in, they have a baby's home. And so I worked there for a month and then I actually almost missed my flight. My driver never showed up to pick me up and somebody came to pick me up and we were chatting and he was like, oh, did you know that we actually have photographer positions for volunteers? And I had no idea. So um, that's what I, the next summer I went back and was there as the, one of the photographers. And it was a awesome experience and I was able to get into different um, villages and locations that I wouldn't normally. It's not something you could do as a tourist really. So it was a really awesome experience. Yeah. And you were building your portfolio. Do you, do you have some photos from, from that trip that you're still proud of? Yeah, there's a few from my travels. Um, and obviously like my editing style has changed a lot now. <laughs> yeah. So I think if I went back to the raw photos, I would probably do it a lot differently. Um, but yeah, it would be kind of cool to revisit those. Um, there is a few that I'm really proud of uh, that would be, I don't know, more on the artsy side that you could print and sell as art. So that was your experience coming out of post-secondary. You, you went to Uganda quite early in your career. What happened after that trip? Uh, after that trip, I got hired at Nate. <laughs> it was, uh, they actually offered me the position before I went to Uganda, but my trip was all booked and everything. And I had lots of other places I was going to as well. Um, so it didn't work out. But then when I came back, they actually had the position open up again and they offered it to me and I, um, I worked there for five years after that. <laughs> and for our listeners that don't know, Nate is a polytechnic uh, post-secondary institute in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. What kind of work were you doing for, for the institute? A little bit of everything. Um, we took photos for curriculum. We took photos for marketing. Uh, there was a bunch of large um, canvas prints that went up around campus. So we took um, just kind of like commercial shots of the students doing different things, um, capturing what's happening in the program. So we covered a lot of different things and we went to different job sites and um, training facilities. So I had my steel-toed boots and my hard hat and safety glasses. And, <laughs> and we, yeah, we did a lot of different things. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine a school like Nate would open you up to a lot of different uh, types of photography while you were there. So you were continuing to build your portfolio. Um, you spent five years, I think you said, yeah. at Nate. Yeah. What was your next step after you left Nate? Um, after I left Nate... I wanted to start my own business because we were let go because of um, uh, like budget cuts and that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, here's my chance. I wanted to do my own business and this is my chance. And then I had actually two different people let me know that there was a job opening at the university for a photographer and videographer. And I had absolutely no experience in video and I had no intention of applying for this position. 
Um, and then I think shortly after um, somebody let me know and I kind of wrote it off, I read an article about how um, quite a lot of men, I don't remember the statistics um, specifically, but a lot of men will apply for a job that they are not qualified for. And whereas women, very few will apply for a job they're not 100% qualified for. And after reading that, I was like, I didn't even know that you could apply for a job you weren't qualified for. <laughs> I just assumed like if you don't meet every single checkbox, then you can't apply. Um, so I applied and I did end up getting the job. Well, I was actually did the interview um, at Nate campus while I was still working. So I went from one job immediately to the next one. Um, and yeah, did photo and video there. They let me uh, learn on the spot. So I would sit there and watch YouTube videos on how to do videography. Um, we bought a whole bunch of new gear. Uh, they yeah, they really were very generous with um, letting me learn on the job as I went. And I made a lot of mistakes as I go and like, um, <laughs> uh, some decisions, they, um, we would have to redo some things, but overall the product that we made were, I was really proud of, like it's, the videos was a huge learning curve. Um, yeah. and it was something I resisted for a long time when I worked at Nate. Um, but it was really fun learning and I would definitely like to learn more about it too. Was the work very similar to Nate at the university of Alberta? Um, in a way somewhat, but, uh, so I worked in uh, like, uh, honestly, it's so funny. I can never remember the name of the department that I worked in, even though I was there for two years, <laughs> but it was for recruiting students. So we did a lot of uh, photography for student life, um, which we didn't do a ton of at Nate. Uh, so different events and, um, yeah, we had a Instagram account. So we do profile features on different students. So I'd be in touch with students and do a little photo shoot with them um, for their Instagram account. And um, for brochures that the recruiters would take across the country. And I think even into different countries, uh, like internationally, they'd have booklets and pamphlets and they'd need kind of like stock photos for those things with all the university branding on them. And you spent two years at the university. Why did you leave that position? Because I got pregnant. Did you? Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. That's a, that's a very good reason. And you, you yeah. didn't want to go back to the university? Well, what happened was I went on mat leave and then I got pregnant first my second child while I was on mat leave. So yeah. I couldn't go back. Um, I ended up um, sending in my resignation when I found out I was pregnant. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. Okay. <laughs> um, and then while I was pregnant with the third child, that's when we started doing the headshot business. Um, it was actually like the height of COVID um, and I'm pregnant and there's like very few people working at the time and um, we thought okay well this is a better the best time as any then we as well start um, it's not like I was bored or anything with two kids but yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was something we wanted to do actually let's let's talk about your business now if you could tell us the name of the business and what what is your main focus for for your business yeah, so my business name is JSP Photography, which stands for Jeanette Cisse Professional Photography. Um, and I focus on 
uh, I guess like a high end headshot. Um, so it's not like on location with using natural light and that kind of thing, even though I have the skills for that, it's just, I wanted to do something that I can do at home with a little studio here. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's for, it's mainly for, um, say employees for businesses and they want to have consistent headshots on their website. And when they get new employees, they can just send them to my studio. It's not like um, a lot of businesses where they have that little silhouette on their website of the headshot where they, or they just take it with their camera or their, their phone, that kind of thing. So um, just keep things consistent and professional and um, looking really high end. Uh, It, it improves people's um, perception of a business a lot, I think. For sure. How are you finding being a entrepreneur and owning your own business as opposed to being an employee of a large university or a technical institute like Nate's? How are you finding that? How did you find that transition? Hmm. Um, I found it very, uh, because I have a lot of ownership on it. It's all on me. And so I found it very exciting and I had a hard time falling asleep at night when I was like designing my website and building my portfolio, coming up with different ideas and trying to find new models and people who would pose for my um, portfolio. Um, That was just so fun. I found it like, I don't know, I just got so much energy from it and um, it was Uh, very motivating I think whereas at Nate you just kind of like people tell you what to do or at the university people other people have ideas and you just fulfill the vision Um, whereas for me I have the vision and I can come up with my ideas and research different um, equipment that's out there I I found it really fun (laughs) well for people listening and wanting to become a freelance photographer Let's talk about what are the must-haves as far as equipment is concerned when you're going out on your own. Hmm. Well, for headshots specifically, uh, like you definitely need a good camera, but you don't need something that can print billboards. <laughs> like some people, like the camera that I have is so it's very expensive. It, it the capabilities are huge like when I zoom in on people's faces you can see every individual hair and pore and like most people don't even want to see that much anyways (laughs) um but um yeah like an entry-level um mirrorless cameras they're awesome they're small they're compact um prime lenses are like in my opinion prime lenses are the way to go where it's not a zoom um, you can get like my absolute favorite lens for um, family photography is just a Canon. Uh, it's an 85 1.8. I think it was three or $400 and it's still the same price. And it's still my favorite. Like I've got thousands of dollars for lenses and I still, that's my go-to lens. And it, I don't know something about it. I just love. Um, and just learning natural light. Like you don't have to have the big soft box and all the, um, the triggers and the receivers and all this stuff. Like if you know how to use a really nice soft window light or, um, yeah, like even overhead shot, like garage lighting is awesome. There's lots you can do with just natural light. And how are you finding, um, finding clients? What, what success have you found in, in landing interest from, from the public for your business? Oh, um, a lot of it, I mean, like any business, it's word of mouth. Um, so if people have friends 
or coworkers, then it spreads that way. And a lot of my clients that I'm getting now are from connections that I built while I was building my portfolio. So I was doing free headshots for people who would come and pose for me. And they've referred a lot of their friends. Um, there's a realtor specifically who he was one of my first headshots and I've honestly got so many clients from him. <laughs> I owe him <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> How do you handle, uh, constructive criticism from your client if they're not necessarily happy with something that you've you've given them um it doesn't happen too often but mostly because i did learn this from doing headshots at nate as well like a lot of people are super critical but it's of themselves it's not me it's not like my abilities as a photographer we're all so critical of ourselves or don't like the way our one eye is smaller than the other or whatever um, and there are a lot of things that I can do in retouching and you don't want to take it too far. Otherwise it just looks unnatural, but, yeah. um, lots of times it's just, if people want me to adjust something with their face, which I, I feel kind of terrible because I feel like everyone's beautiful the way they are. They don't need to have like their, their face squished in in Photoshop, but, um, I can do it. But I did have a lady, she, um, I don't know if you know the, uh, the trend where it was like the whole picture is black and white except for the eyes or the lips or something. And she um, sent in a, a, a inquiry and that's what she was looking for. And I'm, I was like, I just, I don't think it's, it's not my style. I can do it, but it's not my style. And I think there's other photographers who will do it better or something like that. You have to come up with something gentle. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I... <laughs> I get caught up in the trends in video production as well. And there was a long stretch where people really liked the very flat gray looking video, which personally I wasn't uh, in favor of, because I always thought we have these beautiful cameras that can capture all of the beautiful colors in the world. Why yeah. would you want to put out a gray video? But, like muddy, but yeah, <laughs> that's for <laughs> another discussion. H how do you stay up on trends in photography? And I guess we were just talking about a trend that maybe you didn't necessarily like, but I'm sure there are things that come along that you do. How do you keep up to date with, with the change in photography? Uh, a lot of it is being on Instagram. I follow quite a lot of headshot photographers. Um, there's a, a well-known headshot photographer who has like his little minions. <laughs> his name is Peter Hurley and he has like a, basically his crew. So it's like hundreds of photographers all over the world who follow his style. So I've followed a few of them on Instagram and not everything I'm on board with. Like a lot of them, they'll crop um, right about here through the head. And I was doing it at the beginning. And then I was like, why am I doing this? I don't like this. And I remember when I was at Nate, one of the designers on the, for a billboard or a bus, they cropped through the head. And I was like, why would anyone do that? Like, I just didn't like it. So sometimes there's trends of like high-end headshot photographers, but if I don't like it and if it doesn't, and a lot of my clients would be like, uh, why are you cutting through my head? So I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? Just because it's a trend. Like I should just stick with what I know. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. Can you tell me something that you struggle with as a photographer and how do you work to overcome it? Well, I think one of the big things is um, keeping on top, on top of um, Photoshop, like editing techniques, because I studied, in, I graduated in 2010. So it's been a long time and a lot changes with technology since then. Um, so every now and then I'll go on YouTube to look up something specific, like say I had a realtor team 
and I needed to learn how to select out their bodies off of the backgrounds. So they can just put it on to all their marketing stuff. Um, and so I was looking that up. I was like, I had no idea this tech, like Photoshop is so advanced now. Like I can just click a button instead of like doing these long hour long selections. <laughs> so um, yeah, there is a very um, good YouTuber out there who has amazing instructions on so much on in Photoshop. So I think I just need to like set aside time every week to just watch a couple videos and keep on top of things. Cause honestly, it's such a time saver all the technology that they have now in Photoshop. Is that one of the things you wish you knew going into starting your business? Or is there anything else that you wish you knew day one of when you were starting up? <laughs> um, well, I remember when I, this is back when I started at Nate and I was kind of shocked or disappointed with how much time we spent in front of the computer. I was like, in, in my head, it would be like every day, all day taking pictures and then I got to work and it was maybe two or three shoots a week. And then the rest of the time is like emails and cataloging and keywords um, and planning and meetings and committees. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. I just want to take pictures. Um, but as a, as an entrepreneur, yeah, it is a lot of um, computer time and staying on top of invoicing and all your scheduling Um it's a lot uh, that I just, I didn't expect, I think. And a lot of photographers will outsource their editing because they're like, I just don't want to sit in front of a computer. I want to do more shooting. Like I'd rather not do that myself. Yeah. And what, what do you love about photography? Well, I think my favorite part of my job right now is when people see their first image on the monitor, like when they're in the studio and they see their photo pop up, a lot of them will just be like, put their hands to their mouth and be like, that's not me. Like, I don't even look like myself. Like they're so happy. Um, and one lady, she almost started crying. She's like, my dad would be so proud of me. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's cool to be able to show people that they can look great. And um, like a lot of times people will say, oh, I just, I'm not photogenic. I'm like, well, you just haven't had the right photographer. Like uh, you've got to have great lighting and just knowledge about how to pose and get people to smile naturally instead of like awkward and uncomfortable. I was recently at a photo shoot where um, I walked into the studio and uh, he was shooting professional photographer. He was shooting um, many people and had been doing it for hours. And he had formatted his card somehow and had lost. Um, I, I don't even want to know how many he had lost. But when I walked into the studio, his hands, uh, his face was in his hands. And he, he was quite upset. Um, oh, my gosh. Have, he didn't, oh. have you had any uh, experiences? I, I, and I don't think you seem like you wouldn't format a card um, with footage <laughs> on it. But have you had any failures on any of your shoots? Oh, um, I mean, there's like, yeah, there's been, I had a close call, uh, when I did a wedding, it was just a small wedding, but a wedding, still a wedding, regardless of how small it is. But I had those, um, the straps, the two straps on my, on my shoulders and I was swinging, like the cameras were swinging on my hips. And so I was walking back to the car and they were just jostling around and I went to load it into the car and I looked at the back of the camera and it said, format card. Are you sure? <laughs> So my hips must have like pushed buttons. I almost, 
oh man, I I very much panicked. <laughs> it's like I but almost you lost didn't. all of their money. I mean, thankfully, you have two cameras, so you've got something. But it's it was my more dominant one, so I would have lost the majority of their wedding photos. Yeah. So now I turn them off when I'm walking. <laughs> um, that was a near near miss. But looking back over your career, can you think of a very stressful shoot you were on, and how did it turn out? I remember at Nate, there was just, I mean, there was a lot of stressful shoots or like um, high stakes where um, there's a lot of moving parts and people's schedules and the lighting. Um, It's hard to think of a specific one. I remember um, the, they they were installing solar panels on the top of the building and this was at Nate and, um, I was getting really annoyed because they made us go up there every day on the roof to take pictures. And I was like, this is such a waste of time. And the weather was not fun. And, uh, I got this shot. I think it was like on the third day of going there. And I knew the instant I took it, I was like, this is going to be like the money shot. (laughs) And it turned out it got used on the billboards. It was used by the company on their vehicles and a lot of their ads. And even I think, um, something in the States for the U S voting, like getting people out to vote. That was one of the photos they used. They stole our photo (laughs) and didn't give us credit. Um, but yeah, it was used for a lot of things. So I sometimes, yeah, you think it's like a waste of time or you're not going to get a good shot, but sometimes the, the stars align and you get the the money shot. (laughs) Yeah. And when, when you got married, uh, did you hire a wedding photographer? We did. Yeah. It was actually a girl I went to school with at eight. And okay. I think her daughter was under a year old or something. She was still nursing. I know she had to take a break when we were taking our other photos and her, her grandma was there with the baby the whole day and she had to take breaks to nurse the baby. But I really wanted her to be my photographer. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine the stress uh, being the photographer for a professional photographer on their wedding day. That sounds <laughs> yeah. actually shooting photography for a wedding sounds like a nightmare anyways, because the stakes are quite high. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of getting out of that. It's just too stressful. I can't sleep the night before. And yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure now with all the social media out there. They want every single shot to be amazing. What's the best advice that you could give that freelance photographer that's thinking about running their own photography business? Do you have any advice that you could give that person? Well, if they're just getting into photography, it's all about practice. Like you can't just watch the YouTube videos and, um, follow photographers online and look at their shots. Like you really, it's all down to getting your hands on the camera, getting your friends and family in front of practice. Um, it's honestly just practice and practice and practice and learning how light behaves. Um, I remember this was like a very, very long time before I started, um, uh, learning photography. I was taking photos of my flowers at home when I was like a teenager and I was like, oh, it's kind of dark on that side. And then I tried putting something white on the side. Oh, that bounces light in. And then I went, oh, a little bit of dark on that side. So I put a little whiteboard. And this is before I learned like about reflectors and um, get things in between the light. Like it's, uh, I just kind of learned hands-on and through experience. And then when I learned it later, I was like, oh, I kind of learned that by discovering it on my own. So that's 
it's you just have to practice and it sucks sometimes and it's hard getting someone in front of your camera but <laughs> and making mistakes but it's you have that's the only way you can learn actually do you have tricks where you make um the person in front of the camera more comfortable yeah um i think one of the biggest ones is to talk about something that they love and something that they that makes them happy uh like recently i photographed a realtor and I could tell he was kind of stiff and I'd seen his previous photos. They looked kind of like a forced smile. And then, so I asked him if he had kids or pets and then he talked about his kids, but they're, I think they're a little bit older. And when kids are older, they're not as like, they don't bring out the smiles as much as the, like the little ones that make people laugh. But um, he was talking about his dog and just telling me some stories and just the, the smile that came out of it. It was so, it was real. Like you could tell that he was really smiling and I would, and then I could, while I'm shooting and trying to get his natural smile while he's not talking, I can talk about my experience with my dog and um, that makes him laugh. So it's just, sometimes it's just the little things. It's not so much like cracking jokes, um, but it's more so just find something that they're interested in and then get them talking about it, loosen them up. Okay. Well, we did this podcast while your youngest was napping. So I don't think I'm going to push my luck yeah. any further. <laughs> Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate the time you gave us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. And I do enjoy doing stuff like this. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for tuning in to the Job Talk podcast. For more information, please visit us at thejobtalk.com. Our podcast music was created by our friend Mike Malone in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.